1: Good evening welcome to this week's uh, Man of the Post as part of the World Football Index who are now our new overlords and we welcome them. I am um, your host, I am Chris, uh, with us as ever I've got Ryan, how are you? Hello, I'm good thanks, you? Good, thank you very much. Uh, i got Mark. Evening. How are you
2: doing? I'm not too bad thanks, what about you?
1: I'm grand, thank you very much. Um, and we've got a special guest, we've got a new person on, we have got from said World Football Index, we've got Jesse Loche.
3: Hi guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Um well I'm very grateful to all of you for giving me this football distraction from sitting here in my New York apartment and contemplating the despair of uh America right now. Glad New- to be talking about something besides that.
1: New York, isn't he like a you should be proud of it. he's like a local boy made good, isn't
3: he? No, no, take that back right now. <laughs> We give him back. You can have him.
1: Did anybody see, um, I don't suppose anybody would have done, but anybody see the headline from the local newspaper in Aberdeen? No. It no, because was...
3: that's not quite local for me.
1: <laughs> local businessman wins presidential election. Mm. <laughs> oh,
3: no. Well, do they want him? Because, uh, again, we're, we're willing and able to give him away.
1: I don't think they do. I don't think the locals like him that much, do they They're not?
3: mm
2: no, he's not particular, particularly popular for what his um, intentions are in other golf courses and whatnot.
1: No, that farmer was a local hero for many years, wasn't he?
2: Yes, that's right. Oh. I once stood next to Donald Trump at a set of traffic lights. And you didn't do anything about it? Ah, sort of fault, Mark. Was, this
0: is all he stem was from you.
2: He was surrounded by bodyguards who looked something like um, the guys out of Men in Black. But somehow, and I don't know how, i managed to do i managed to wheedle my way inside this little ring of security around him so i was standing right next to him and he's a big fellow he, he's well over six foot and he's with had the, the stupid,
3: hair or without the hair
2: well he still had <laughs> he, he had the stupid hair then and this is 16 or 17 years ago now and he had a big long camel camel hair coat on and i just uh looked very furtively at my friends out the corner of my eye and they were they were encouraging me to pick his pocket um <laughs> something that I thought probably wouldn't be a good idea with the reputation of American police for casual violence do
1: you remember when he got interviewed by
2: Dennis Pennis I remember Dennis Pennis I don't remember him interviewing Donald Trump though.
1: I think Dennis Pennis asked him if he did his own laundry or was it just his wife he took to the cleaners
3: (laughs) (laughs) no now it's actually the entire country so
1: (laughs) yeah he's royally doing you all over Mm. 2016's been a massive lol so far, hasn't it?
3: Yeah. Uh, I, uh, is there, like, a redo button?
1: <laughs> we'll just
0: turn it off and on again.
3: Yeah, right? That would work.
0: I think so, don't you? Yeah, I'm sure that's a possibility in the realm of reality.
2: <laughs> Who was the first celebrity to go this year? Was it? I think it was Lemmy, wasn't it? Lemmy, no. That was relatively recently.
1: Yeah, it was the start of the year, wasn't it? He was... He's before Barry, wasn't he?
2: I don't think. I don't think so. I think he was before before I Barry. Was just, I was just flicking through Twitter before we started this, and um, somebody's done a, a mock-up of the Sergeant Pepper um, album cover with all the people who've who snuffed it in 2016, um, and then you know some trinkets around the, the feet of those, and it's it's pretty good, pretty uh, spot-on. Then it's got all the different celebrities who've who've gone like Leonard, obviously Leonard Cohen's died, and so is Robert Bourne today from The Man from Uncle.
1: Yes, the last and one in The Magnificent but, Seven.
2: It, was he the last one? Yeah. Oh, haven't they made a remake of that film as well? So they start over yeah, again.
3: this year also, right?
2: Yeah, I bet it's terrible.
3: It's, no, it's
0: got Denzel Washington in it. It can't be terrible.
3: And Hugh Grant.
0: Oh,
2: God. Uh, okay. well, for every <laughs> Denzel Washington there's a, there's a Hugh Grant to cancel everything out.
1: At least Denzel Washington's got um, training day in his locker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
3: but I mean Hugh Grant has a Nick Hornby film, so there's that.
1: Oh, Hugh Grant, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's good at cricket. That's the only thing we've got going for him.
2: Um, it's so is Fulham so negative? Is what, sorry? He's a Fulham fan, isn't he? So Is he? That's a negative. Yeah. Hmm.
1: <laughs> what what Divine Browns doing these days?
2: Um, any anything you like for ten dollars?
1: <laughs> Poor divine. Uh, oh, Jesse, we normally ask people what football team they support when they come on this.
3: Oh, I'm nervous. Okay, so I'm a Spurs fan. Doesn't that make uh, sense that I also support Uruguay? Yeah.
0: Ryan's
1: Sorry,
3: Tottenham
0: guys. Oh, uh, please. Chelsea fan. Sorry.
3: Oh <laughs> no. Sorry, well, it's, no. It's,
0: only, well, it's only been ten years, as Chris said. So
1: yeah. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I, just, I can change it's on pathetic. a whim. It's my it.
3: father's fault. So if anybody wants, I will. Um, I will pass on my father his information, and you can blame him.
1: Yeah. No problem. Uh, Mark's an Everton fan, mm-hmm. and I'm a Liverpool fan.
3: Okay, so we're in great company.
1: Yeah, we're doing all right. Um, the other question, just a personal thing: Do you ever watch the Wire?
3: So The Wire, I feel like now I never have to watch ever again because my country has basically become The Wire, right?
1: Who have you you elected? Have you elected Rawls or Carcetti? Who have you elected?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's probably worse, I think. But Chris, you and I, I think, had the best idea ever in casting a theatrical version of The Wire starring football players. And I think this is going to be brilliant.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, we have another guy in here sometimes um, who's also obsessed by it, and we've, I've suggested this to him, and he's very much in for this idea, so we have to do that.
3: Okay, so my, my two were um, Martin Skirtle, who just, I can't believe no one's made him a bad guy yet, and who else did I have? I Skirtle and Carlton Cole, because yes. I just want him to, be able to do something.
1: Just do anything. That would just, as yeah. soon as Carlton Cole does something.
3: Try, yeah, Carlton, if you're listening, I'm really trying to give you a purpose right now. You're welcome.
1: If he is listening, so it would be a massive <laughs> miracle. I'm sure was say, he Cole listening,
0: I'd be so, I'd just be like, what did you do at Chelsea? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you'd, you'd take issue with him if he was. <laughs> well, okay.
0: If you are, if you uh, are listening,
1: contact me on Twitter and tell me. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of those. Um, he was one of those 40-odd-named players, wasn't he, that Jose said he brought through. Something like that, yeah.
3: Jose takes credit for anything, but he's not going to take credit for this live version of The Wire, <laughs> which going to be...
1: He could do. Um, right, well, this we're going on tour this week, so uh, we're going to go do some well-cooked qualifiers from around the world. So, uh, Mark and Ryan, have you got your passports and your um, Panama hats?
2: I've had a full set of uh, inoculations to go with it
1: have you? you'll need some when you come back and explain to the wife
2: honestly love it Zika (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what she was
1: called (laughs) okay well we'll jump on our plane and we'll pick up Jesse on the way through over in New York and we will go to South America so um, as soon as you're from you say it properly we say Uruguay or as Homer says, All you right. are you are gay, as Homer said. Ah,
3: uh, I know. <laughs> we'll take it. Anything that gets us uh, in the news, we're so small.
1: Yeah. Oh. Hello?
3: Are we starting with my people?
1: I think to, someone said ooh while they were watching the football.
2: Yeah. It was sorry. It was just me. Scotland have been, should have been equalised by now against England, and England have just gone two up. Have they?
3: Who <gasps> scored? Who scored? Who scored?
2: Oh, um, it was Lalana.
3: Well, Okay. God, Liverpool representing, dude.
2: It's 2 0 to Liverpool. Oh, yeah.
3: Is Delhi Alley playing or is he still injured?
2: He's not playing, though.
3: Oh, Delhi, come back. He's also listening. I'm positive.
2: <laughs> he I and w-
3: Carlton Kohler together. I want to do a shout out.
1: To- wave. waving. Have you seen the Deli Alley waving gif on Twitter?
2: <laughs> you I you? No. There can't be any- I surely. De- huh? Surely there isn't anybody who's not seen that.
3: I haven't.
1: I'll put Delhi Alley waving into Twitter and see what you get.
3: Okay. All right. I'm going to love it. You're I already love look.
1: it. Um, <laughs> right. So, uh, Uruguay 2, Ecuador 1. Um, I think, unless my eyes were deceiving me, Sebastian Quarty scored.
3: Yes. I, listen, maybe, ju- maybe he needed to go to Portugal. I don't know. Maybe uh, it was the sun. It was the Portuguese. But all of a sudden, he's playing beautifully for... Portugal, and he decided that he can score goals. It's his very first goal for Uruguay. Um, and it wasn't even a header. And he's now you guys are going to discover that I not only can't do math at all, but I really can't do the metric system. He's six foot six, which makes him I don't know.
1: We can do so six, six, meters. 6 don't worry.
3: Great. Okay. He's a lot of meters. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Usually he gets up there just to in case there's a stray ball in the air, but he found himself totally unmarked. So I I feel like this goal maybe was more of an issue for Ecuador's defense. It could have been a penalty. Godin was being yanked down right in front of Cuates. But um, what I loved about this was that none of my – None of my players took the opportunity to stop and yell and scream and point at Godin being yanked, and they just kept going, which was beautiful, and we did not throw the set-piece opportunity away. And Guantos looked, I think, as surprised as he did, thrilled (laughs) to see that this ball was in the back of the net.
1: Well, it didn't go in off a traditional part of a body you'd associate with a footballer, would it? It sort of came off his inner thigh or something. It was like a belly button? Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was... (laughs) It was a very strange goal. Listen, I will take it. Um, And I think that what we saw, I think like, you know, a couple minutes earlier, um, Christian Estuani had what was a much better and more traditional opportunity. And he hit it, you know, he had time, he had space, he was unmarked, and he played it wide. And I think that what we saw from that was he's not getting any playing time at Borough. So he's rusty. But Coates, who is playing almost every minute in, at Sporting, his instincts were there. So regardless of whether he hit it off his elbow or his you know, pinky toe, he, he was able to sort of react so quickly that it was going in. Um, we don't have, as I keep complaining to anybody who will listen, and there are not a lot of people who are listening to me about this, our bench is so bare. We don't have depth so when people get injured or suspended which happens you know like every 15 minutes for us um, we don't have people backing them up so it's it's incredible to see our defense scoring goals because we don't have enough players who are able to do that. I was super excited I yelled lots of words in Spanish.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like Sebastian Coates when Liverpool signed him he was just seen like a very sort of rough diamond, but you could see he was talented and he did score a stupendous volley for Liverpool versus QPR. So I do have a little bit of affection for him. Um, I don't think they do so much of the North East of them,
2: um, Not especially, but I do think that his development in English football has been stunted by the fact that nobody's pronounced his name correctly. His name is Coates. He has a
0: Scottish
3: father, so it is. It is cold.
2: We we mess it up. Uh, see, and and you know what? If if people had not gone in for this whole Spanish pronunciation thing as soon as he showed up, I think he'd probably be the top centre half in the Premier League right now. But I think that's spoiled him, and um, I, I can't see a way back for him in England. Is this Jonathan Pearce's think- fault? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who began with this whole nonsense. Mind you, I used to work with a guy in, from Brazil whose name was Ricardo Jones, but they called him Jones.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> do you think though that we can blame the failure of Roberto Martinez on everybody calling him Roberto Martinez because that's how you say... properly say it <laughs> that is you not can't how even... you properly say it
1: you can't even say the name I of your country it. properly
3: that is true so now I'm just blaming everybody on on the name like how do you guys say Aspilicueta,
1: Aspilicueta. Dave. Yeah. Dave Dave, Dave yeah
3: But he's doing okay.
1: He's doing very good, yeah. My one bugbear is Jonathan Pearce when he says Santi Corzola the Spanish way.
3: Yeah, I know. I get a little bit of a cringe from that too.
1: Yeah, he says it with a TH. I kind of get the feeling if you do it with that, you've got to do it with everybody. So if you get some Eastern European with 11 letters in a name and only one vowel, then you have to do that properly.
3: Right, you also have to do it for like Matic, whose name ends with a C. So maybe pronounce it Matis like yep. you're from Barcelona?
2: Exactly. What what annoys me what annoys me more about Santi Cazorla is the fact that on the back of his shirt it says S Cazorla, As if there's another Cazola at <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> or the League.
3: Maybe that's there cool. is, maybe like the ball boy or like the you know, the girl who refills the water bottles, maybe her name is like Sally Cazorla. No, that's an S, that wouldn't work. Her name is Polly. Polly Cazorla. That I would, don't know. Try to make it work. That
2: would be extreme. That would be extreme on the coincidental
3: uh, <laughs> table. I think. All right, so Santi, if you're listening, <laughs> please tweet us and let us know who else is named something Cazorla. Thank you. Gracias.
2: Muchas gracias. Now is it gracias? <laughs> gracias. Oh, now there's another whole other can mm. of worms
1: yeah. kind of words. This is This is a bit of faulty towers
2: now, isn't it? <laughs>
1: um. I guess you scored for Ecuador, Mark.
2: Was it um, the um, child maintenance dodging another lens? No, it wasn't oh, him.
3: That
2: would have been so No, but... It wasn't Sash. I don't know. Who? It wasn't Who? Sash. I don't know. Who was it then?
1: It was Manchester City's Felipe Casiedo.
2: Oh, right. Yeah, well... I remember him. should <laughs> yeah. know that. <laughs>
3: It was, but Caicedo, who was the strongest, really playmaker, actually set up the goal for Felipe Pau. So Felipe Pau scored, but Caicedo did most of the work.
1: Oh, okay. Um, and your winner was incredibly fortunate, was it not? Well. The goalkeeper spilled the shot, didn't he? Which went and. Your man, is it Diego It Ronaldo? was a
3: mess. You're totally right. Yes, it was. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, Gaston Silva, I think think intended his pass as a shot i'm assuming it looked like it um, I, I thought he intended it, it as a sh- shot it looked like it should have yeah it was probably a shot it was so soft it should have been scooped up by the goalie when it was like fumbled the defense went to pieces i don't know what happened i mean ecuador ecuador was top of the table for the first two rounds of qualifying and this was not the team that, that did that. So, um, yes, Roland totally capitalized.
1: Was that a New um, York cat honking is... its horn in the background?
3: Yes, it was. Welcome to my city. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Bada bing, bada boo. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Forget about it, people. Um, so, um, this is this is super typical for us. We had in the entire game we had thirty seven percent possession, and yet. I, for me, we, we felt more confident than we've had. I hate saying that. I feel like I'm going to jinx it. Is there some like voodoo thing that we could take this back? I'm going to say it, but I'm going to be really nervous saying it. Cross we your fingers. Confident? Okay. I'm crossing my fingers and my toes underneath my dog here. Um, we felt more confident than we have in a while. And I, I wonder, I would love all your opinions on this, but only if they make me feel better about myself. Um I wonder how much of this was Cavani not playing and I love how Cavani's been playing for PSG but he just has never really found his way um lately with Uruguay so he he's not he wasn't match fit he was warming up um today apparently but we go to Chile next in Chile and this was the disastrous Copa America two years ago in which um, Gonzalo Jara, I don't even know how to say this politely, man, Gonzalo Jara put his finger where it should not have been put um, and got Cavani red carded.
0: Oh, that, but, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that.
3: Yeah. Um, so I, I almost think that because Cavani is just coming back from an injury, he hasn't been playing at his best. I I feel like debuting him against Chile in Chile for me is probably not the best idea and maybe stick with what has been working. I don't know. What do you guys think? Make me feel better.
1: Whenever I think about Edison Cavani, uh, and I sort of have an image of him in my head, it's always easy. He sort of jogs away from goal, disappointedly, having headed a pinpoint cross about four yards over the bar.
3: Mm, with his beautiful hair blowing
0: in the breeze. Mm, I don't know um, what you guys think. Oh, it's um, the same for me. I, I've seen so many, like, compilation videos. And uh, the other thing I, I think about Cavani is I watch these videos. If one match where he gets put into these fantastic positions, and it's either wide or it's sort of, you know, he takes on someone and then ends up stumbling over the ball and the finish is poor. Every time I see Cavani stuff, it's always about him not being able to convert
2: chances.
1: Mark, is he the Uruguayan Andy Cole?
2: Um, uh, I I think he's a bit of a myth, Edison Cavani, for all the praise he gets and for all the hype he's received and for the mega transfer um, money that he went from Napoli to PSG for. Exactly what Ryan said, he's a player of immense promise until he's put into the position of having to put the ball in the net or make the killer pass. I think... If he was a player who who was offered to you for five hundred thousand pounds and you 'd never heard of him, and I think you know it was years and years ago that I remember first seeing him play for Uruguay and thinking he looks pretty good for being quite tall and having never heard of him, and then his value just skyrocketed based on what well, I could see not very much I think he's one of those players who threatens to deliver but never has and probably never will and but that's he's what,
3: top of the of Europe right now i mean he is sort of finding his his momentum in a well, post slot on psg
2: i think i think if i played up front for psg bear in mind that i'm 40 <laughs> years old neither neither packed in about 15 years ago and i'm at least two stone overweight then i would say that i would probably have got into double figures for them by now <laughs> you're gonna get a call
3: up from them next week watch out
2: I'll polish up on my French. Okay. Um, The amount of
0: of chances that PSG Strikers get, it's just like, yeah, if you had someone truly instinctive, you'd have to be top of Europe because you'd just get so many chances to score and you'd score so many goals.
1: Jesse, tell us about the Uruguayan players and their sponsorship issues. Uh,
3: um, So Uruguay have been sponsored by Puma for about 12 years. Um, through and it's a it's a cookie system. So the I guess like the only thing I could really compare it to is maybe Sky Sports. Our version is Tenfield, and they own the television stations and the all of the legal rights and licensing rights. Um, and two years ago, Nike came in and offered um, a contract for the jerseys that was significantly higher, um, especially with the uh peso to dollar or or euro or whatever you want um exchange rate. Um I think with dollars it was like seven million more. Um but I may have gotten that number wrong but it was a lot higher. Um and ten turned them down. Um the players under Diego Godin, who's our captain, the players all came together, they signed one letter saying that basically they're they're being controlled by a monopoly, they don't approve. They're not getting um, the sponsorship that they that's representing them, um, and that it's they feel like it's trickling down to the younger players who are playing in the league who do not have the kind of money that a Luis Suarez or a Diego Godin have. Um, you know, some of these players who play in the Uruguayan league, even in our two biggest um, teams, Banerl and Nacional, they get paid like. Maybe a hundred dollars a week. So it's not really a rate that you can live on comfortably. Um, so they came together and they wrote as a team. The president of the ALF, the, um, Uruguay Federation and Tenfield wrote and publicized a letter to each of the players individually, uh, accusing them almost of sabotage. Um, so. It's been messy aside from that. And on top of that, the league was delayed two and a half weeks at the beginning of the season because of security concerns while well, they said they were trying to accommodate security and make everything tighter. And sadly, there which is unbelievable. This is a tiny, tiny country. And I don't remember anything like this happening in my lifetime. But um, there have been two shootings – in in this season one national fan died and there was a shooting at a Pamplona Rampla game about 3 weeks ago in October um in the bathroom at the main stadium at the, in Montevideo where the game where this Uruguay Ecuador is played um in in the capital and um it's it's horrifying and it's heartbreaking because this is not you know this is not the country that but I know and this is not the football that um anybody wants and and we're sort of waiting i think to see what the response will be um and there hasn't been one yet so that's that's what's going on in the country with the football federation and it's it's reflected in what's going on with the afa in argentina and in chile as well so football in uh, in conmebol is is a little shaky and up in the air at the moment Okay. Um, Isn't that fun? I'm sorry. I left you on a downer.
1: No, no, that's fine. We like to know about these sorts of things. Um, Yeah. What else have we got? We've got... Columbia versus Chile. Um, Super brave Claudia Bravo in this one, wasn't it? Oof.
3: This was like a game of goalies. Um, Ospina looked super shaky at times, and Bravo was playing like pre-Manchester City Bravo. And I don't know what that says about Manchester City. Um, is anybody a Man City fan? No, right? I haven't offended anybody yet.
1: That's fine. There's no problem with offending anybody.
3: Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bravo. All of a sudden, I... The past couple weeks, Man City Bravo has not been fun to watch. This was fun to watch, Bravo. Um, except for the the getting hurt, Bravo. That was not fun to watch, Bravo. But, um, guys, Chile is in a playoff position. This is weird. Okay, so... So much weird. Chile wound up in because of this tie in fifth place. If they stay in fifth place, they are going to be playing New Zealand. But Argentina, which I'm assuming we're going to talk about in a bit, is in sixth place, totally out of qualifying position. Oh my goodness! Um,
1: so, well, I tell you what, before we do that, tell yeah. us about the two points they got from Bolivia. Oh,
3: um, yeah. So Bolivia fielded um, a player named Cabrera who was born in Paraguay, nationalized to Bolivia in like a sort of Roberto Carlos, moved to Spain, now I'm Spanish kind of deal. Um, but the FIFA rules say that you have to live in that, in your naturalized country for three years before you can play for them. And Cabrera did not. So um, they played him twice against Chile. Um, and so the rules... The FIFA rules were that Chile automatically is handed a three three and O win, so they get the three points and they get the three gold the plus three goal differential, which gave them a big boost because they had not been playing like a team that um, was winning three mm-hmm. nothing.
1: So there we go. Um, yeah. So they drew no. 0-0, and you had. Brazil 3-Argentina nil, which was basically the Felipe Coutinho show, wasn't
3: it? Yeah. So, Liverpool fans, Coutinho is, is Coutinho. Like, he's... That, that was a stinger of a goal. And before that, he wove through Argentina's entire defense on his own against the run of play, which, if your defense is Mascherano and Sabaleta, should not happen. Um, and he was playing so selflessly. This was not like a flashy look at me, look at me player. He was making plays. He, it was phenomenal. Um, and I think that something really impactful that Cheech did was to take the captaincy away from Neymar because he's not playing with like all the pressure of captaining this team on his shoulders. And I wonder if maybe Balsa, if he keeps his job, which is up in the air, um, should do the same for Messi. I I don't know at this point what should be done, but maybe that's the thing. You know, Messi has always, Messi when he retired for all of 12 minutes, said that it's because he felt like he was carrying Argentina and let them down. So maybe hand the captaincy to Mascherano or... Somebody else and see if that frees Messi up a little bit. I don't know, um, but this was this was in Argentina that did not look like they were communicating in the slightest. The defense was never where they were supposed to be. Neymar, yes, it was a beautiful goal on that through ball from Renato Augusto, but you no one should let Neymar have that much space. That's just silly. All you have to do is if you're Mascherano is yell, hey, Pablo, run, because Neymar is coming, except do it in Spanish. Um, and then, hey, Pablo. Um, exactly, <laughs> exactly like that. Um, and the other thing is that Sergio Romero, aside from having some like a history of the worst hairstyles in all of goalie existence... Was terrible. Can I, yeah, he was terrible. Guys, Sergio Romero is not playing well at all. And there's a, maybe a reason that you are. Is he Man United's like third backup keeper right now? Second, third, twelfth. I think he's second, I, isn't he?
0: Yeah, second. I think. Yeah, it would be De Gea first, and then Romero, wouldn't it? I think.
3: Yeah. Well, Man United fans should pray to whoever they pray to that De Gea does not get injured because Romero there there is no excuse for how he played last night unless he is a secret Brazilian. It was shameful. Um, well, um, go on. Yeah, are you gonna defend them? You could defend them a little bit. I was mean.
1: No, no, I wasn't gonna defend them at all. The only way I was gonna defend is the um Mascherano clearance off the line, but then that's Mascarano and everything he does is just amazing. Um did any of you two guys see any South American
2: games? Uh, no, unfortunately not. I, I used to take quite an interest in South American football, especially during the uh, Copa Americas way back in the 90s when we didn't have so much saturation of football on television. But I must admit that I haven't really paid much attention in recent years. I do know that Argentina are struggling somewhat. And obviously when we had Dave on the podcast a few weeks ago, he he filled us in with a bit more detail about how poorly they're playing given some of the names
3: they've got in their team. Yeah, on paper, this is a team that should not be out of qualifying position. I mean, this is the first World Cup qualifying loss for Messi in five years. Um, But they were playing with no sense of urgency. It was really strange. It was almost like they were playing expecting that at some point they would get a goal or at some point they would win, and nobody was really doing anything to make that happen. Um, And they kept asking for – even Messi just kept asking for cards, which is so – Upsetting and obnoxious to see from from players of this caliber.
0: But ironic as well with some of the challenges that they were flying <laughs> in.
3: Oh, are you going to bring up Funes Mori? Because I, think I was I was not.
0: going to. You yeah. should do it
3: right now. Yeah.
0: So I was watching the highlights and I saw the guys and then there was another post and it was about Funes Mori on uh, Neymar and so he was outside the box and for some reason Funes Mori so and Neymar running at Mori and he just decides just to almost lunge just directly at in This feet are sort of dangling in the air and he takes Neymar out and Neymar just like flips and lands straight on his neck and I was it it's horrifying but I ended up watching it quite a few times <laughs> weird that
2: <laughs> there's something really weird in my brain
3: is this what one, this only weird weird tackle I mean it was almost it was like his feet were not playing in, in tandem with the rest of his body
1: well, this game was in Belo Horizonte, wasn't it? So it's quite significant yeah. for both these teams because this was where Brazil lost 7-1 to Germany in the World Cup. And I think this is where Argentina also lost the final, wasn't it?
3: Oh, yeah. No, I forgot final. about that. Did Argentina lose in Belo Horizonte?
0: No,
2: the final was in the Maracanã.
1: <gasps> Jonathan Wilson lied yesterday then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, the, the the final wasn't in Belo Horizonte. Oh, wait.
3: Right, the final That's... is always in Maracanã.
1: That's what I thought when I read it. But I thought this is Jonathan Wilson. Who am I to? Who are well, you to mm. question it? Yeah, I I'm, mean... just a, I'm just an urchin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, also Venezuela—they um, lost four-one at home to Peru, didn't they?
3: Uh, no, Paraguay um, and Peru. So Peru played at home to oh, Paraguay. Oh.
1: Sorry. I read and that.
3: Uh, Venezuela won, but Venezuela won 5-0 against Bolivia.
1: I'm looking at the um, intersection section of so... my app. Sorry.
3: <laughs> do you have an app a who wins who loses
1: app uh, no it's live school they do lots <gasps> and lots of little that. different apps but I got it wrong table where it is at the moment because you've got Brazil top on 24 then you've got Uruguay uh, on 23 um, I can't read my handwriting Colombia on 18 Ecuador 17 <laughs> it's going well uh, they're the top 4 top 4 go through and then the playoff place you've got Chile on 17 and then Argentina on 16 so Chile missed the trick didn't they not winning that game to pull further away from Argentina
3: well, and the thing is, Chile, yes. And I will not harp on this. Yes, I will. Who am I kidding? I'm totally harping on this. Chile would not even have been in that position, but for that Bolivian um, miscall-up, a word I've just invented right now. Um, so they they absolutely should have taken advantage of that. Um, but we play them at home next week, which is always really a difficult psychological and, and, and physical matchup. Um, Argentina, though, to be honest, I mean, Argentina, and I should do a quick Google search on this, but I don't remember the last time that Argentina was not in the World Cup. I know there's a lot of football to play. Um, so everybody is saying that this will not happen, that Argentina will qualify, but everybody's also, like, sobbing a lot into their blue and white striped Maradona pillows. So... Um, this, this could very well signify an actual retirement of a lot of these players instead of a short tantrum retirement.
1: I did not think I'd want to rest my head on Maradona's face.
3: No. Maradona, though, um, in case nobody saw this, has offered very graciously, I think, from his um, apartment in um, Abu Dhabi, has offered to save this team and um, coach them for free. So if anybody's worried, it's going to be okay, because Diego Maradona, um, religious head of the Diego Maradona Church, um, will come back to Argentina and coach your team for, for free. Nice. So it'll all be fine.
0: It's very generous yeah. of him.
3: You can, watch the, uh, you can watch the video of him offering this. It is on his birthday. He is wearing a magnificent gold paisley one-piece pajama um it's inspirational it really really is
0: this sounds incredible i'm definitely gonna have to go oh
1: yeah Mm
3: -hmm. yeah it's uh it's it's a it's a beautiful thing it's a gift that he's given us on his birthday
1: (laughs) do you know in qatar they don't show the flintstones but in abu Dhabi they do
3: really why is that
1: (laughs) get out of it Right, well, I'm going, to look, I'm going to sink out South America on that fantastic joke at the end. Right, that all was jump a great
3: transition. In... Did
1: you like that, did you? Yeah. Should we all jump on a plane?
3: Where are we going? Where are we going?
1: We're going to uh, the Mapfre Stadium in Columbus, Ohio. Oh,
3: that was an interesting ride.
0: Okay. Okay, an in-flight movie. Um... I'm interested <laughs> who we flew with. I mean, that's the real question. Did I get <laughs> any should... baggage? No, but...
3: Hopefully, we're not flying American Airlines because then they're not giving us any snacks.
0: Mark, join the mile high
1: club on the way.
2: <laughs> well, you do, you, do, you do realize that um, a mile high isn't actually very far. It's it's actually probably act, it's still in the ascent, so we should all still have our seatbelts still on. Yeah, so I don't a... think technically. Thank I don't you
3: for reminding that... us to be safe. There speaks a man who's that. been
0: caught. <laughs> Oh, we're we're a mile. No, sir, please sit back down. I'm I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I was in the cockpit at the time. Oh, we don't know about your cockpit. (laughs) Uh,
1: CONCACAF has reached its fifth round of qualification. So you've got the final group of Costa Rica, United States, uh, Mexico, Trinidad, Honduras and Panama. No games played yet. However, in this tumultuous... um, week of Donald Trump and wall building, Uh, who's playing football in the Matt Fray Stadium in Ohio? It is, Ryan? Mexico versus US. Well done. Yes. Can't wait for the wall banter when a free kick gets given.
3: Well, we (laughs) have actually all been uh, emailed a um, plea not to shout, for real, not to shout, build that wall when Mexico has the ball, which I find both... Um upsetting and I don't know, I think I just find it upsetting.
1: The impression of, impression of free speech is
0: happening already.
3: <laughs> Nobody should shout that anyway <laughs> is how I feel. That, that oh, almost I'm sounds crazy. like a bit of
0: a, like a game show thing, you know. Build the like wall! Yeah. Bring, Bring on the, on the wall! The yeah, the so wall. Everyone's, like, everyone's screaming like, dad, whoa, build that right. wall! Build that wall! Donald Trump's no
3: is: <laughs> I don't support your team, but I support your right to existence, which is just very long. I think so. You know, it's a it's a mouthful, but it's true.
1: Hey, now it's time the to ma- become a bricklayer in El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> don't
2: don't the majority of Mexicans actually tunnel into the United States? So I would quite like it if Donald Trump built a wall, and all these Mexicans just went underneath it.
1: Well, oh, what it. about that bit in San Diego, where San Diego and Mexico meet? You've just got that rusty bit of fencing that goes about 30 feet into the sea, haven't you? Can't you just swim around it?
3: Uh, you could. Technically. Um, I've swam in that. It's a little cold, but enjoyable.
1: It's hey, San Diego. I'm sure, I'm it's sure it's, it's gotta be warmer you're, you're than when trying... we... <laughs>
2: Absolutely. If you're
0: trying to get into the country, I don't think a little, I don't think a cold water's gonna be like, oh, actually, now forget this. <laughs> I once saw a program about about these three people. It was a boyfriend, girlfriend,
1: and their mate trying to get from El Salvador into the United States. And the boyfriend, the whole way through, was they were sort of ducking on trains and dodging uh, Zeta gangs in Mexico. Said, I got a fantastic idea to get across the Rio Grande. And they got to the border with Texas, and he unfurled his magic secret idea, which was an inflatable crocodile. (laughs) Uh,
3: Oh, no.
0: But they made it.
3: Good.
1: <laughs> they
0: I wonder it. if that friend felt like a very third wheel, like, that whole time.
1: I think he. Well, I think he. Uh, the guy, the, the boyfriend, when he unveiled his superb plan, was expecting him to go, wow, amazing. And they just sort of stared at him. <laughs> We've come all this way for that. <laughs> um, but anyway, the Matfree Stadium is going to host Mexico versus the United States because. Um, United States have never lost a game there. In fact they have won eight, drawn three, lost zero, uh scored nineteen, let in one. And the last three times they played their mark, what's the score been against Mexico? Oh. Oh, I
2: don't know. One nil? Does it start with a two? It
1: starts with a two. They've won their last three games two nil. This is stuff I nicked off different podcasts. Um they win it two nil three times.
2: Very good. But isn't isn't that stadium quite small? Compared to where they could play, you know, the giant stadium or the Coliseum in Los Angeles or something.
1: Yes, well, apparently, if you were nicking things off a different podcast I'd heard during my lunch. <laughs> well, what you would say is they're looking for the antithesis of the Azteca Stadium in Mexico. So you've got the heat and the altitude there. So, and the thousands and tens and tens of thousands of fans. So what they want is something quite small, quite compact, quite out the way of the centre of the town in somewhere where this time of year the weather wouldn't be brilliant. It's like their own Loverum. sort of, Rotherham. Exactly.
2: That, that, that fits all of those criteria. <laughs> <laughs> and they play at the New York Stadium, don't they, in Rotherham? That's right, they do. So go. maybe that there's a, there's a little link that could have persuaded the US national team to um, host Mexico in South Yorkshire.
3: Yeah. And we could all ask for asylum.
1: You wouldn't want asylum in Rotherham.
3: Uh, listen, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs>
1: I'd rather be in New York than Rotherham. <laughs> At least Canada's only a few hours' drive away. That's true. Uh, so, how do you think this one's going to go, Jesse? Are you going to win again? Um, I say, you, Is this? You?
3: It could be. Uh oh. Um, I don't know. I think that Mexico is in a bit of a transitional stage, as we saw in the Copa América Centenario. This summer, um, for some reason, nobody's thrilled with their coach Osorio, even though he's doing a pretty good job. I mean, they've been winning, but they have this like weird mix of very, very young players with um, Rafa Marquez, who in football years is like 197. If it, you do it like dog years,
1: it can't be far. Um, off, like in human years.
3: yeah, he's he's still going. Um, so, and Chicharito, who is again, I think is one of those players that maybe missed finding his stride. Um, And then you have a lot of Mexican-American players who this may be not the easiest time for right now. So I'm really curious to see how the environment will actually affect the teams and how that will play out.
1: I did notice today, America uh, in their squad have got seven players from the Bundesliga.
3: Yeah, so Jürgen, Jürgen Klinsmann, which I wind up pronouncing like he's a muppet, um, but Jürgen Klinsmann <laughs> is our coach. And, um, you know, he has a really uh, strong ties to the Bundesliga. And so uh, seven of our players have um, one or two German parents. A lot of their parents um, either were. Uh, stationed in German naval bases or German military bases um, and they were born there or they have German citizenships and they play overseas.
1: Okay, right. Three of you then, quick prediction, how's this one going to go? Mark? Uh, USA. Okay,
3: Ryan? USA. Jesse. I'm going to go with Mexico and if you guys were real USA commentators, you'd be wearing red, white and blue socks, I got to tell you. Because that's how we do our predictions here on ESPN. They just show their socks. Do they? It's really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I've it's just checked buying. my socks
0: and they're just white. So I'm in a, bit, mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a bind.
3: Yeah, no one well, doesn't do it for us.
2: Well, I'm wearing nothing but, but socks, so.
3: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Oh. Uh. <laughs> that's how I do every podcast. Look at <laughs> that. <Christmas.
3: laughs> Look well, at what it. color are the socks? That's what really matters
2: um they are (laughs) they are black to give it that classy naked black socks
1: (laughs) (laughs) look at that cheeky little chap in his little bold face on that (laughs) skype picture it's like hodor on holiday isn't he wearing nothing but a pair of socks (laughs) right everybody jump back on the plane we're off to yeah can i have
3: the can i have the aisle seat this time
0: yeah no problem ryan where'd
1: you sit
3: guys
0: Uh, at the front of the plane, away from everyone else. Okay. (laughs)
2: Mark, step away from those toilets. I'm in first class, but I can hear you lot. (laughs) Uh,
1: We're on our way to Africa. Um, five groups in this stage uh, have all played four games of the first... Hang on, let me read my writing here. Five groups of four played one round. Ah, here we go. So there's five groups of four teams. Each have all played one round so far. Um... There's hundreds and hundreds of games going on here, so I'm just trying to pick out a couple here. Uh, Libya, Tunisia, is that a local derby? Uh, yes. Yeah? Is that like a proper important local derby if I just pick that out because they're next to each other? <laughs>
2: um, probably. I, I Let me think. No, Libya would be more of an issue with Egypt, I think, and Tunisia would be with Algeria, okay. I think. Just on geography more than anything else. Already. And language. And What? Language.
1: Oh right, okay, yes. Uh well in group D you've got first versus second South Africa Senegal. Um group E you got first versus second which is Egypt, Ghana, and uh African Nation champions Nigeria are home to ooh, Nigeria home to Algeria. Anyone got anything? Oh want to that's on? an
3: interesting one.
1: It could be uh Ria Barres is playing for Algeria, doesn't he? Yeah. And even Yeah. Islam mm.
2: Yeah. From uh, from the World Cup, I remember Algeria were one of the best teams to watch. Yeah. They gave Germany, was it a real good or was it Germany? They gave a real good scare into in the one of one of the knockout games, and they were fantastic. They with were Higuain, Bre- yeah. Oh, they were, weren't <laughs> they?
1: They were all the people. Sort of went into the World Cup with thinking and about a, sort of like Iran or something. It was it was. Um... Laura, wasn't it, Mark, who decided to go to the pub with all her hipster mates and watch Algeria Iran?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can't remember what the game was like, but I do remember that, specifically that knockout game and um, how, how good they were for three quarters of the game and gave, I think it was Germany, um, a real good game. It was definitely
1: somebody, wasn't it?
3: And in 2010, mm-hmm. that was who Algeria, I think, almost knocked out the US, right? Was that Lennon Donovan's like last-minute goal?
2: We drew nil-nil nil with them, didn't we? He drew nil-nil in possibly the worst game in history against them. That
1: was yes. when Rooney shouted into the camera, wasn't it, about loyal supporters?
2: That's right.
1: Oh, oh yeah. That's Wayne. It, yeah. Poor Wayne. That's why, I, I, honestly. I started watching the England game tonight, and I just thought, I really can't be bothered with England anymore.
2: Well, they won They won 3-0 in the end, and um, I would suggest that that's Gordon Strachan on the dole in the morning.
3: Who got the third goal? Uh, Cahill. Cahill. Okay, that's an interesting group of goal scorers.
0: All three headers, apparently. Yeah, that's right. All three were headers.
3: Hmm.
0: There we go.
1: Right, back on the plane, folks. We're off to Asia.
0: It's a very quick stopover, so I
1: don't have any I time to I know, we're very this. tired. They're getting very... Well, you've got a couple of quick ones and then a long-haul flight back again, so, you know... Okay. <laughs> Jessie, you're oh, a
2: because Africa to Asia isn't a long-haul flight. <laughs> <laughs> because Africa to Asia isn't long-haul.
3: But do we have a uh, no, significant it, time difference? Because it's the time difference that's going to really kill us.
2: If you were going from
1: Egypt to Jordan...
2: Well, that's very true. That's only like a two-hour flight, probably.
1: You could jump over the border almost, can't you?
2: <laughs> uh, not if you want to try dodging over the Israeli border, No. <laughs> I hear it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry. Trust me, it's not. <laughs> Bit of ISIS banter at the border. Yeah, uh, they that. love that. They love that,
3: Mossad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring my mezuzah. We'll be fine.
1: Free the jihadi one or something. Uh, right, okay, yeah, so you pop over to Africa. They've got oh, Asia. You've got two groups there. First group, you've got Iran top of their group. Then you've got Uzbekistan, South Korea, Syria, Qatar, China. Um, and Syria and Iran play. There must be some narrative in that game, surely.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was this the group that Russia played guitar yesterday? Oh, they did. Didn't Hunter? They? Hunter? Yeah. So we had World Cup hosts against World Cup hosts.
1: That's one to warm the uh, sportsmanship cockles of everybody's <laughs> heart, isn't it? <laughs>
3: yeah. And they tied and then they hugged. No, that so didn't happen. Um, yeah. Um, well, Syria think...
2: And Syria and Iraq are traditionally allies because they. Uh, I think the regimes are the same branch of Islam so I think Shia, are they? the Syrian Shia I think so um and yeah because ISIS are sunny. and the um and I think Iran could well is that be that disposition supplied. is it yeah, very, very sunny um and <laughs> yeah, excellent <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't think so the way they dress would you no <laughs> the um yeah I think that I think Iran and Syria are actually pretty close
1: Okay, uh, so yeah, Syria versus Iran, and they got South Korea versus Uzbekistan, so things could change at the top. Um,
3: so for all my Tottenham fans, we're all praying for a South Korean medal so we can keep Sun Hyun Min, because that's the only way he doesn't have to do mandatory military service. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So apparently all... Whoop. Whoop. <laughs> Sorry about that. That apparently is my door. Um, I don't know why. So pizza? apparently... I don't know who it is. Um, apparently, uh, South Korean males have to do mandatory military service before they reach 28 years old. And unless, unless um, they win either a silver or a gold medal in the Olympics or the World Cup.
2: That's, that's not sung there, trying to get out of military service <laughs> and hide in your apartment, is it?
3: Uh, yeah. Oh, hi. sorry. Um, he came in his Tottenham ta- shirt. Sure we're going to smuggle him under the bed. <laughs> And he's just going to go back and forth for the Spurs games, but it'll be fine. It's As we've decided today, plane rides are super short and easy. Cool. So um, from, from Brooklyn to North London, it's like 12 seconds?
1: Something like that. Yeah. Well, do you remember when you could fly by Concord and you could actually go from London to New York and arrive before you took off? is that like... Because <laughs> it's five hours channel? time. Well, it's, no, it's five hours time difference, isn't it, between London and New York? Hmm. Uh, and it's three. It was three hours on a Concorde plane, wasn't it? Because it used to go very fast, indeed. So if you, um, if you yeah. Le- yeah. Do you see what I mean? So if you left L- L- London at midday, London time, and you arrived mm-hmm. in New York three hours later, so that's three o'clock London time, you would actually be arriving at ten o'clock in the morning New York time, wouldn't you? So you'd be arriving before you set off.
3: So what you're telling me is I should call Sun Hyun Min and tell him to just stay in my apartment if. South, if South Korea does not get a medal,
1: oh, I think that's exactly what you should do. Okay, only great. if you've got room.
3: I mean, it is a New York apartment, you, but
0: you could make room. You?
3: I have a dog bed, so he'll be fine.
0: Uh, I find it more interesting. That you have to get silver or gold. Like, why well, if you get a bronze, you'd feel really crappy, no. wouldn't you? Just thinking, I know, you'd, still have still jumped,
3: a medal. you'd let your country down. <laughs>
1: Uh, group B in that group, you've got Saudi at top of Group B, then you've got Australia, Japan. Uh, Australia 8 points, Japan on 7 points, then UAO on 6 points, and so on and so forth. Um, so Japan versus Saudi Arabia, and Thailand versus Australia in this. So Australia, who left the Oceania group to join the Asian group, it might end up shooting themselves in the foot when it comes to qualification.
3: Now, how did they get to do that?
2: Uh... Because they were... Possibly one of the richest Mm -hmm. um, associations in that area of the world. So it's easier to put a bit of pressure on the people who need to have the pressure put on them. But I think it it would have been no good for Australia to have stayed in the Oceania group because they're so much stronger than everybody else, including New Zealand, that they would always win. But the prize for winning was always being in a playoff, which generally speaking was against a European or a South America team on a regular basis, who yes. they were never going to Or occasionally on an Asian team, like Japan or somebody, who they might beat one in every two or three times. So it was not in Australia's best interests to stay in Oceania when they could come over to um, the Asian group, improve their own standard because of the, the, the quality of opposition that they're playing, and still have a better chance of playing in World Cups more regularly than by being the big fish in a small pond.
1: I remember they played Iran in a qualifier once. Didn't they also play Uruguay one time? I'm sure they beat Uruguay to go to yes. a World Cup, didn't they?
2: They did, and they, I remember them playing Scotland in the 1980s in their playoff 1986, and they lost 2-0, I think, over the two legs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they beat Uruguay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, OK, well, look, before I get nasty, let's jump back on that plane. We're off to Australasia.
3: Australia, but we can't call them that anymore. if Australia's not there, right?
1: Oh, okay. Uh, we call no, them Oceania. Okay. Did <laughs> Oceania the band mark? But they did insanity.
2: Is that what they were called?
1: Yeah, they were Oceania. Was it Oceania or Oceanic? They did insanity. That was all around Oceania. the same. Yeah, that was all around the same time as 808 State. That was.
2: Yeah, and um, oh, Baby D and all that. Yeah,
1: guy at work, baby, like- baby D. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and um, Dr. Olban.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. Oh, shit.
1: What was... are you
0: even talking about? I mean, I'm just, this Old is just all deep over deep my
1: head. Early 90s dance music. A guy <laughs> in our office who is a very serious lawyer uh, started whistling to May State the other day. It was brilliant. Made my day.
2: They were a bit too heavy for my... Well, not heavy, but you know what I mean? A bit too full on for my liking. I was more interested, more like the the commercial stuff and that you would hear on a night out or... You know, the shaman, that kind of thing.
1: (laughs) Um, Right, anyway, so we go to Oceania uh, and our plane lands in uh, Group B, which is, we'll do Group B first because there's been a game there. Uh, You've got only three teams in the groups. You've got Tahiti, Papua New Guinea and the Solomon Islands. Um, Tahiti beat the Solomon Islands 1-0. Ryan, did you see this?
0: I didn't actually. It's on my watch list. Yeah. I just didn't get around to it. Uh, oh, for God's sake. It's, it's, it's awful, isn't it? He, he had
1: one game to watch. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> is, is New Zealand not in there, then?
1: Well, New Zealand are in Group A. They haven't played any games yet. You've got Fiji, New Caledonia, and New Zealand. Um, and it's the new derby over this weekend. Does New Zealand play New Caledonia? And then they swap around <laughs> next week, um, and they play New Caledonia. Hmm, OK. Fiji get a week off. Uh, Tahiti and... Um, the Solomon Islands play each other, this time it'd be the Solomon Islands. Ryan, who scored for Tahiti? I I have no idea. Oh for God's sake, you have one thing to do. <laughs> I know it's
0: Jesus, isn't it?
1: A... Tahiti Kek scored. Oh Hey Tahiti got to the Confederation's Cup last time, didn't
3: they? Yes. Yes, and Uruguay beat them by a shameful number of goals, and then Tahiti actually unrolled a banner saying "thank you," and they all really did embrace in the middle of the field—the Uruguayans and the Tahitians. Tahitians, um, and it was—it was one of those like sports moments that make you tear up and think that everything should be like that before the world lets you down. So, am I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with Tahiti on this one.
1: See, all I really know about Tahiti is where British sailors used to go and get the clap of the seventeen hundreds, wasn't it, Mark?
2: I think the British Navy used to uh, used to pick up the clap in Tahiti or wherever, and then they used to export it to all the other various islands uh, and attack the local population with all sorts of um, venereal diseases. Oh, uh,
3: we the, used to do that
1: clap, with Jessie? smallpox. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, um, you brought smallpox over. We or we brought smallpox yeah. over, didn't we?
3: Well, I think we used to do that as well. Mm. Um, that's what we celebrate on Thanksgiving. We celebrate the giving of the smallpox to the Native Americans.
2: Oh, yes. and, and <laughs> yeah. And didn't the con- didn't the, the, didn't um, Spain conquer South America with like three poorly conquistadors?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> and I believe if we're going thematically, I believe that was syphilis.
2: Ah, uh, yes.
3: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Is that what they all call I... on War of the Worlds? Did we give them all the clap?
3: <laughs> Why does it have such a fun name? I mean, the clap sounds like you're supposed to stand up and applaud.
1: Well, you get it from doing something that's fun, surely. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Ryan's getting married next year. He's got all this to come.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, Ryan, congratulations!
2: Thank you. <laughs> Hang on, you saying his wife's got the clap. <laughs> I was going to say, this is...
0: Very dangerous conversation going on here. <laughs> no, like but what he is this, saying aren't. is that maybe
3: you shouldn't take your honeymoon in Tahiti. That's all. Yes, that is exactly
1: uh, what I am That's exactly what, but, what it is, yeah.
3: But Uruguay's lovely.
1: Will he get the clap?
3: No, he might, I don't know, eat some empanadas and see Edith oh. and on the beach.
0: Sounds fantastic. Okay. I, might ask, I might ask him why he can't score
1: that many goals.
3: You could do that.
1: And then you have to yeah. go and explain to Mrs. Ryan why you met Edison Cavani and you're now itching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, well, we've got to jump on a plane. We've got one more destination to go. We're going to Europe. Um, yay! Yay! So, uh, I um, wrote... If
3: anyone in Europe wants to marry me for citizenship, that would be great. Ryan, you're not married yet. This is not
1: too late. No. Yes,
2: yeah, it's, it's
3: fine. <laughs> I come with a really cute dog and um, I can bake. So, there you go. Can
2: Mrs. Ryan like...
0: Yes.
3: I'm sure this he's chosen not. well.
1: <laughs> uh, right, so... I'm going to move away from this very quickly. This is, <laughs> this, is, this
0: is so dangerous.
3: Chris is now writing Never Invite Her Ever Again onto the <laughs> podcast. But it's okay, because he can't read his own handwriting. So,
0: it'll be fine. <laughs> I, I a note on here saying something, but I can't remember what it
3: is. <laughs>
1: Well what I did write I did spend about half an hour at work today writing down all the different European groups uh, not realising that by the time we finished that will all change because the games have all finished. Um, And
3: now we know how England finished.
1: And now we know how England finished. England finished by winning 3-0 didn't they? Um, Germany didn't quite beat their record they beat San Marino 8-0. Serge Gnabry scored in that game fellas. Yeah I saw the goal it was a bit of a mishap
0: really it was all just a bit of a mess. He didn't mean it. Well I think he just was, the ball was bouncing. I think it was an empty net in the end. Yeah, uh, Northern Ireland beat Azerbaijan four um, nil.
3: Dave's going to be so happy.
1: Yes, he will be, won't he? Because that puts them level on points, doesn't it? With that, Yeah,
3: Azerbaijan.
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> my teeth out for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so England beat Scotland. Who else is in our group? It's Slovenia and Slovakia, isn't it? So who was in second place in that group let me have a little look it was lithuania who was second and lithuania lost so we're now on 10 points um lithuania will be on five and slovenia will be on eight because slovenia won so slovenia will be in second place um did wales play today i don't think they did so that's no that's all still in place so you've got serbia top of group d and they've got republic of ireland also on seven points wales on five um Austria play the Republic of Ireland, Wales play Serbia, who in their last qualifications they lost nine two on aggregate to. Oof. Yeah, do you remember that? That was the 6 0, wasn't it, Mark?
2: Yep, and I think Wales are probably got to you know got a to lot, lot to live up to now. They've made themselves uh a target for others, haven't they, by, by what they've done over the last couple of years? Yes. So now everyone's gonna raise their game against them.
1: Well, there was a suggestion on some of the podcasts I like to nick things from that um, they looked a little bit cocky in their last game in the tunnel before they played Georgia. And maybe it's all going to their heads a little bit. So Maybe they need to play somebody decent like Serbia just to remind them that they've... Not so much that they're rubbish, but so much that the fact they don't take these things for granted. (laughs) Uh, France beat Sweden 2-1. So France now leapfrog Sweden in Group A to... Top of the Pops. Um, and Denmark played too, didn't they? Denmark, Denmark. They did. They beat Kazakhstan 4-0. That's in a different group. that I I know Denmark.
3: that because of Tottenham Hotspurs. You're welcome.
1: Christian Eriksen scored, didn't he? I it was <laughs> oh, he did, didn't he?
3: He did. I think it was a penalty, but he did no, he score. Scored. he scored two. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yay! Do that for us, please. Uh, he's listening as well
1: yes we've already played Tottenham so yeah he can keep doing that for you for the time being
3: mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so what else have we got going on tonight Switzerland didn't play didn't so Switzerland top of their group we've got Portugal second on six uh, Hungary on four um, who saw the Israeli team this week
3: who did they play?
1: Well, they've not played anybody yet. They're in Group G. You've got Spain <laughs> and Italy at top on seven points. Then you've got Albania and Israel on six. Mark, your ISIS friends have um, been threatening to uh, make some security threat against the Israeli team.
3: Oh, God. Well, that's just a
2: daily occurrence in Israel. I'm sure they're not particularly bothered. It's in Albania. If ever, if yeah, if you've ever been to Israel, then you'll know that. Um, this sort of thing is a part of daily life. Getting in and out of the country is, you know, often done at machine gun point. So I'm, I'm sure that they'll uh, have the necessary measures in place and they won't let it affect them in the build-up to the game.
1: Uh, well, they reckon there's 6,500 tickets sold and there's 3,000 police, so it should be well covered. It's conversations like this with you, because you travel abroad quite a lot, don't you? mm mm-hmm. Yeah, it's conversations like this with you that makes me very glad I never leave Cornwall. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, it's just as it's just dangerous in this country now as it is going to somewhere like, um, I don't know, Jordan or Cairo or, some, or Istanbul, for example, you know. Although there does tend to be, you know, some sort of incident in one of these places not long before or after I've ever been to them. I swear I've been to Beirut in Lebanon, either side of about three different civil wars.
1: Did you think indirectly you caused them or something?
2: There could have been one or two incidents that might have triggered it off in hindsight. Yeah,
3: Mark, can I ask you what you think of FIFA's sanctions? I know that in in South America they sanctioned Argentina, Brazil, Chile, and Paraguay for um, homophobic or racist chants, and Mexico is defending their use of I don't know if I could say it here. Can I say it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so they're saying that puta is is cultural rather than homophobic, which I will Mm. disagree with vehemently and but um, was it the last round that a bunch of teams, um, I think I'm going to get them wrong, but um, a bunch of the Baltic nations had to play in close Stadium. So do you see any of this like actually making a difference? In Europe? Anywhere, Not- really, with FIFA. Like, do you no, think but- that others or that like what else or what other should happen?
2: Well, you know, if it, if you talk about let's say the racist chance that you get a lot of in the balkans like in serbia and places like that it makes absolutely no difference whatsoever um because it, it continues same in russia um and the the problem is that what they sank, the fifa tends to do in terms of sanction or uefa is that they don't um close the stadiums for any period of time or they don't deduct points or they don't um disqualify uh, the teams from the tournaments they give them a pathetic 10,000 or 20,000 euro fine well that's that's absolutely nothing. You know, it's it's not even one player's parents' money probably for the game. So that's that's completely pointless. So there is no incentive for um, the authorities in any of those countries that that it happens in regularly for them to change anything. And it's you know it, it's a it's a tactic used by crowds to try and unsettle opposition players, particularly those um, of colour from England, from Germany, from Italy. Now have got. Uh, Or have had um, recently, people like Balotelli or Bonner, uh, black players and what have you, um, because it's a way of leveling the playing field, so to speak. And and on occasion, it works. So I don't think it makes the slightest bit of difference, um, because if it did, it wouldn't keep happening. And now FIFA have disbanded their, um, is it their anti-homophobia, anti-racism wing that is meant to try and stamp all this out, because they believe that the job's done and that they've succeeded well obviously yeah. they have so yeah so it doesn't make the slightest bit of difference in europe at least so i don't know, i don't know how, how much effect it has in south america
3: uh we you know, we talked about this a little bit in the last south american post that um they're not they're same thing they're almost like flicking at it instead of stomping at it um to use a horribly i don't know why I was violent there about it that's terrible um but yeah they're they're you know, in the case with Mexico they sort of rallied the players, the players made a, a video campaign and then they took it back. Um, and then they find the individual federations but not they didn't make them they didn't ban the the fans, they didn't make them play behind closed doors, so it doesn't affect the fans at all. So the fans who are screaming these things don't have any reason not to scream them. Um but I also like there's no there's no outreach or education happening, and I don't know if that would help. I mean, I think that on some level it would it would definitely help in some places in South America with the homophobia issue. I don't know if it would help in you know states that are still so you know scarred so deeply from civil wars <laughs> um, where there's a real distrust issue um but I think something else needs to be done. I just don't know what it is.
2: I think education, yes, you have to do it because otherwise, if if you don't, and also cultural change takes a long time. You know, in for example, in Britain, yes, there's still racism and homophobia, but nothing like there was 25 or 30 years ago in football. I'm talking about, um, and that's I think that's a relatively quick change to the majority of people's attitudes in football. To do that in cultures where they are less exposed to people of different races and sexuality and everything else, like in places like the Balkans or the Middle East, it's going to take even longer. And the only way that you're going to have, get any action from the local football associations is if you hit them in the pocket and not with some pathetic ten or $20,000 fine, but by banning them from an entire tournament and the qualification process because they lose not only gate money, but they lose TV revenue, sponsorship money, and so on. And if you do it for one tournament or even two consecutive tournaments, um, that would really set them back significantly and may encourage them to expedite any change that they have to make to try and improve the situation for um, visiting teams.
1: On that happy note, (laughs) should, should we bring this podcast to a close?
3: Are you going yeah. to do it with a seamless transition? I love those.
1: A seamless transition from homophobia to a, to the end of a podcast. Yes. Well, I tell I you what. Faith. Let's let's do some. Let's end this on a rather um, touching note, shall we? Let's do it. Go on then. Who's seen the five-year-old mascot for Rochdale? I haven't, I haven't seen haven't it, it,
0: but I have seen something about it.
1: You've heard of it, Ryan? I didn't hear it. No. Okay. Um Five-year-old uh, Rochdale fan Joshua McCormick has been named uh, the EFL's Honorary Player of the Month and has also been named in the uh, Matchday squad for Rochdale's next match. Um, reason for this is uh, Joshua is terminally ill, unfortunately. Oh, I
3: did see that.
1: Yeah. So, very, very sweet, very, very humble, and a very, very lovely gesture by Rochdale. So, shall we end the podcast on that happy note? Well,
3: that was a good one. Happier,
1: but a not touching so happier. one. a <laughs> <You're touching more laughs> happy
2: one. I think there's a happy ending to this, Chris. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Seamlessly, Jesse. If they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that?
3: Uh, you can follow me at my very unoriginal name, Jesse Loesch on Twitter.
1: Okay. Thank you for coming on. By the way.
3: Thank you guys so much for having me. This was really really fun. I enjoyed our plane rides. Oh, good. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? were you coming on again? I would love to if you're if you're willing to have me. It would be great.
1: Oh, we'd love to have you back again. Thank you so much. Um, And if they want to follow the World Football Index, what's that Twitter account?
3: We are, I believe, WFI. No, we're not. I'm lying to all of you. Oh my goodness, I'm looking it up right now. Come on, you have this knowledge, Chris. It's World Football I. That's what it
1: is. World Football. Like, yeah, I know we need this knowledge, but I thought I'd ask her quick because I don't have it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think she wouldn't. <laughs> World Football. I, guys, I knew it. I was just testing you.
0: We can edit that out, don't worry.
3: We okay. won't. We won't, but we
0: can. <laughs> Ryan, they want to follow you. How do they do that? <laughs> My Twitter handle is at TheRyanGoodman.
1: Okay, uh, Mark, if they want to grab a football pink, how do they do that?
2: Um, well, they can go to the shop which is thefootballpink.bigcartel.com. Um, and if they want to follow me on Twitter, it's at thefootballpink.
1: At thefootballpink. And they can get it digitally as well, can't they?
2: They can from exact editions.
1: Exactly. Or if they lived in Newcastle and lived in London and they wanted to go into a shop and get one, could they do that?
2: They can't in London anymore because the Foyles bookstore binned me off. So that's uh, that's one outlet that it doesn't exist anymore. But yeah, if they live in and around... Newcastle upon time, they can go to Backpage in Newcastle or the Metro Centre.
1: Super. And as a message to listeners, never shop at Foils. <laughs>
2: no boycott. Here we go. <laughs> the snooty bastards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Man of the Post is still at Man of the Post is the um, Twitter account. It's also the same for the Instagram account. Uh, I put at least one photo on there in the last three or four months. That's enough for me um ross and the guys hopefully we'll be back on sunday to discuss these matches and also look forward to some of the friendlies next week we're playing spain i can only imagine that will go swimmingly um thank you ever so much guys thank you thank you <laughs> and always remember to keep your oh no i didn't do i don't you know what that's seamless as well oh, i didn't say oh, hey, oh. you can download it did i <laughs>
3: How can you download the
1: podcast? I'm I'm glad you asked. You can download it either through ACAST, you can press the follow button and it automatically lands in your phone. You can uh, download from iTunes and you can subscribe through iTunes and it automatically lands in your iPhone or any other shitty piece of crap you might use to telephone people with. (laughs) Um... You can leave a five-star review on iTunes as well. And should you do that, we might have some fridge magnets knocking around. If you want to leave less than a five-star review, you can tweet at c and tell me exactly what you think of me or anybody else, especially others. Um, so all that makes me say is thank you ever so much, guys. Thanks. Always remember to keep your man on the
2: post. da 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 da